about a wild race in Imola today. Wasn't it? Our first race ever that we've watched that we bought F1 TV for. Yes. Today. And a McLaren bucket hat. (laughs) Um, So I didn't really have a chance to catch the practices, but you said there was a lot of sliding, which makes sense given how the race went. Yes, it preempted what was going to happen at the race. Charles Leclerc also crashed during one of the practices, but they fixed the car in time. So, oh, good. And then Qualies was interesting. My biggest takeaway was Lando, um, obviously, because that had like the biggest impact. And I guess we'll get into track limits later, but. What did you think about qualies? Yeah, I think it was a little confusing for both of us because track limits played a huge part in a lot of people's times getting deleted and we've never seen that before. So it was a little hard to follow, but um, it was definitely interesting how a lot of people went super fast, but it didn't matter because that lap would just get deleted. Yeah, and I guess... In Bahrain, which was the first race of the 2021 season, track limits were also a really big issue because it's just very inconsistently, I think, stated and enforced. Like there's different rules at different turns and different enforcements. And so I think just coming out of Bahrain, people were wanting more consistency to begin with. And I think that maybe caused like an overcorrection in them saying if all four wheels are even like an inch out of the limit, then you lose your track time, which is what happened to Lando. And so he would have finished um, and placed P3 in the race, but because he had his time deleted, I think that made him fall down to P7. Yeah. And he felt really sad about it. Yeah. He Instagrammed it. He did. He said he effed up and we deserve better from him. Poor Lando. But we don't. He, we deserve exactly <laughs> what he gives us. Yeah. And I mean, also notably, Toto was asked about the track limits after the race because, yeah, a lot of it actually in Bahrain had to do with Max first stop in and Hamilton and just Hamilton. Um, I mean, I don't think purposefully, but goes wide and sometimes exceeds the track limits. But apparently you're kind of allowed to do that on turns and areas where you don't get lasting advantages. And it just became controversial because in Bahrain, Verstappen exceeded the limit during an overtake, which was considered a lasting advantage. So it helped Mercedes in the case of Bahrain. But I mean, in general, like, I think all the teams want consistency and to understand like what a lasting advantage is because there's just so much debate and controversy over it. And Toto said track limits are as unclear as a Shakespeare novel, which I have to agree. (laughs) I also agree. Toto's completely correct. But in defense of the FIA, they have to sort of reassess the rules for every circuit and sometimes, or track, sorry. 
but Mm -hmm. sometimes they'll observe during practices. And by the time qualities come around, they change their rules. Yeah. Which isn't always communicated very well, which is again, where people could get confused, but it's very dependent on the track, which. Yeah. Cause I guess like they can't make it so strict where they have to enforce the limits like once you get out of it, because I think people were saying if they were to do that, there would just be flags and violations like every three seconds just because of like how narrow and difficult the tracks are now. But yeah, just picking what turns and when and how they're enforced, I think is controversial, especially when it affects like Lando in the way that it did where it really like put him back several spots um but I mean I think I think in the Amola race there were some track limit violations but they did not make that big of an impact because I think it was people in the back anyways but once it affects someone like in a top three position I think that's when it becomes like really controversial and a lot of people push for consistency yeah, I think they also in in the actual race, it was like a three strike situation. So if they yeah. did it three times, then they get um, penalized or whatever. I think I think that seems fair. Yeah. We'll definitely we'll do more research and deep dive. <laughs> yes. Just to remind us, we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're brand new to F1, but we love it. We're willing to learn. Yes. All right. Um, Anything else on qualities or should we move to the race? Oh, well, I guess um, in terms of what the outcomes were. So Hamilton got pole position, which was his 99th pole. Insane. Um, On 30 different tracks. Right. He's the goat. And then surprisingly, Checo got p2 his first yes and um i think max for stopping got p3 yeah um which is a huge deal given how the race played out the way that's lined up so i guess we should move on to the race yes well it was heavily impacted especially at the start by the wet conditions from the rain that morning. I think once the race started, it might've been sprinkling a little bit, but mainly it was like the wet track that was like a big deal and, um, affected their strategy on tires, tires with a Y yes. Tires with a Y. And I guess when it's wet conditions, there's really two options. You can either go with wet tires or intermediate. And I think So Gasly and I think a few others went with wet tires that are better for actual wet conditions. But then I think most people went with intermediate because just knowing that it wasn't actually raining and it would dry up, that might have been better for the longer term. Which ended up being the right move. Yes, because Gasly struggled so much. (laughs) Um. But it's also the the rain, the kind of rain it was seemed to affect visibility yes. more so than like driving through puddles. Yeah. It was hard um, to see. 
it was very hard to see. So right when the race started, it was very aggressive yes. because Hamilton was starting in pole position, but pretty much within like the first like Second. five to 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, I guess what really helped Max was that he started in second gear so he could overtake Hamilton immediately. And also the way Max like aggressively did his overtake kind of threw Hamilton to the side where he flew over speed bumps, like literally probably inches off the ground and it damaged his front wing yes, and it was falling he did off. Not stop. Right. He did not stop because it wasn't that bad, but I mean, it was notable. Like you could see it falling off. Yeah. Um, it was amazing though, because Verstappen did start in P3 and then right. like you blinked and suddenly he was P1. Right. I totally forgot about Checo for the remainder of the entire race. Checo just like... disappeared. <laughs> he just vanished. But it's crazy because he was in P2, the first I... P2, I think, start position of his life. And in like three seconds, no one cared. Poor Checo. Everyone forgot Check, And he was being so humble in all his qualities post-interviews. Yeah. He's like, I just hope the team finishes in the top three, which they did, but no Not one remembers. With him. Yeah. Well, he was also, I think, humble in the quality post-interviews because he was saying, even though he did do really well, he still doesn't feel 100% comfortable in a Red Bull car. Yeah. So I think he just didn't because he didn't feel comfortable, he didn't want to promise any results for today, which is good. <laughs> Imagine if he was super cocky. And mm, this, this was like, although I'll say, though, he, I think, was consistently in P4 until he spun out at the end. So it's not like he did awful. It just wasn't notable at all. Then we just forgot about him. Yeah, like I did not care. And then he got he made a mistake and that took right. he had to take he, a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um almost immediately also Latifi from Williams yes. um crashed and debris was everywhere. So uh, oh, that's what happened. So there was debris everywhere. The safety car came out, they did the safety dance, and Checo. Um, went to the side, let a couple cars pass, and then zoomed past them. And you're not oh, yeah. allowed yeah. to pass people um, during the safety dance, which is what I'm Obviously, calling Obviously, I don't understand how he thought he could do that. No. They're Stupid. dancing. They're dancing. You you don't just like, walk into the conga line. <laughs> you get in the back. Right. So that was dumb. But yeah, yeah Latifi... Um, I don't think I know that much about him, but the fact that he, I think while he was, he was going wheel to wheel with Mazepin and that caused him to hit the barrier. And then he just was out for the remainder of the race, which was just started. So don't know anything about him because I've never seen him really perform. He's new for us. At least he was not. Yeah. And on, on Netflix, on Netflix. Um, but he was supposedly having a decent weekend for him and the car he's in. Yeah. Well, all I know is 
despite not knowing who Latifi is, the Haas drivers are just God awful. And they're always like dead last. So I, I assume he's better than that. If you're worse than the Haas drivers, you really need to reassess what you're <laughs> You need doing. to quit and do a career pivot. <laughs> yes. Um, you don't belong but there. I, I feel bad for Schumacher because he seems like a good guy. And like, he's also he probably, actually, I think, a really good driver. Yeah, yeah. He has skill. It's just unfortunate because the Haas cars this season, I think, I don't know if they've explicitly said this, but it's understood that they aren't trying to win anything. No. They're investing in developing their car that shit this season. So it's like he's just on a really bad team. And also his teammate sucks balls. Yeah, he's not a good person <laughs> in any capacity. No, he's not a good, he's driver. Not a good driver. He's not a good he's person. Awful. His redeeming qualities are limited <laughs> money. I is that a re- I guess yes money. Oh, that's the only right. Thing I can think of. It's a debatable redeeming quality. Is all <laughs> that's who you are. He certainly right. thinks it's a redeeming quality since it, it got puts, him his um, spot. In terms of fathers buying their sons' seats, it really puts Lance Stroll in a much better position. Yes. He must be thanking the Lord Mazepin. for putting Mazepin in, in F1 because he suddenly <laughs> the cool rich kid. Right. Which is a That's, stretch by everyone. That is Mazepin's redeeming quality. He makes Lance look decent. Thank you, Nikita. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. So, yeah, so Schumacher also hit a wall and damaged his front wing. But, yeah, I guess he couldn't get into his pit lane because of the debris. And then after that point, I think that's when he fell, like, super behind. And him, he and Mazepin were, like, dead last the whole race. They were, like, an entire lap behind. They got lapped immediately, and it was pathetic. (laughs) Poor Schumacher. He's got a large legacy to live up to. Right. This is a bad start. Bad start. Yeah. Start. But Leclerc with Ferrari had a strong start. um, And he was in P3 pretty much the whole time until the very end, which I think was really good. He did well. Um, Especially because Ferrari cars sucked last season. So he also had a lot of. Yes, suddenly. Hopefully Um, they're not violating anything again. Hopefully they didn't copy Mercedes. <laughs> the red Mercedes. Um, no, I don't think they did. Either, uh, I wouldn't know. We'll have to find out from Netflix next yeah. year. <laughs> we'll, we'll, let you, we'll, we'll figure it out next year. Yeah. Um, um, but he did jump out to P2 momentarily, but then he fell back to P4, yeah. which is where he started. So he did well. Yeah, I think the main thing with Leclerc if he has a good car, he can perform well and he's very consistent. Yes. I love him. Me too. He's very sweet. He's very sweet and he's very pretty. He's gorgeous. Pretty sweet um, and fast. <laughs> so I guess we already mentioned Gasly was struggling on his wet tires. I think he just wasn't able to get the speed. And then on lap 17, which was a long time that he was on wet tires. He finally was able to change out, um, I think, to medium or something. But 
at that point it just didn't help no yeah i mean there was like a good mid-tier competition but i don't think he was really in the running i don't think so either and he honestly the drama was in the top four really right five yeah the mid-tier race it was hard to even pay attention because the drama in the top was so compelling so compelling can't wait to see it visualize on the big screen Yes. And yeah, like Lando started in the mid tier because of that track limit violation, but slowly moved up and up. He got to six and then also on lap 17, he and Daniel, well, Daniel was told to let Lando go ahead, which I'm sure Daniel loved. But I mean, it's kind of fair because given how well Lando has performed. Oh, it totally makes sense. Doesn't mean that Daniel's going to be happy about it. Right. He didn't say anything back when they were like, (laughs) let Lando go. Just silence. What I think, I think one of the things that makes you a good F1 driver is being unbelievably cocky and just thinking you're the best. Otherwise. Right. we've, We've seen people who are humble, not, succeed so like it's understandable that he'd be grumpy about it but clearly given what how Lando did it was worth it and he can suck it up yeah and Daniel did fine yeah but yeah it was today was Lando's redemption day yes and one thing we didn't mention was the IG post he did about how we deserve better. Um, Hamilton commented and said, You did really well, just race yeah. well tomorrow. You can always improve. And then they literally raced each other. I don't think either of them were expecting it. No. Good pep talk. A very F. good pep talk from Hamilton. And he is the only F1 driver who can be humble and good. Everyone else, he's is too good to not right. be humble. Right. It becomes if like he a were PR cocky thing at this point. It'd yeah. be ridiculous. Yes. It'd be obnoxious. But but I mean, like he's humbled to a point where like he didn't have to reach out to Lando. Like it's I think he's genuinely kind and cares. Cause like it's one thing to be interviewed and like be humble about your own driving experience, but he does like so much more than that. He like really wants everyone to feel good about themselves and like race at their best ability, which I think is so special. What a mentor, honestly. He really gives like older brother vibes, especially to Lando, who's a child. I think everyone feels that way about him. He's such a little baby. He needs nurturing. He's been nurtured. Look how well he was nurtured. You know, he really shined today. Yes, I'm Um, so proud of him. Me too. He was P2 for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, shall we talk about the drama? Yes. Okay. So essentially the second half of the race. So starting on lap 31, it wasn't clear at the time, but in the post-race interview, Lewis said he slid off the track, um, due to a miscalculation because apparently the lane he was turning in was still a little wet. And so he just went, I think too fast or turned too aggressively. And so it was just a mistake, even though he never makes mistakes. 
And everybody he, makes mistakes, according well, to Hannah Montana. Threw him into a wall. Yes, and, and he, he couldn't, couldn't back, back out. out of. He got a yeah. little stuck. But he like at the out. same time, um, George and Botas. Yeah. Crashed. Right. Um, Which was okay. So I also was listening to the post race interview about this. So I guess the situation was there was a narrow section and semi-wet conditions. So it was already like a dangerous environment for an overtake. However, an overtake was allowed. So I think George did the right thing and tried to overtake, even though it was kind of risky. And then bodice, it's kind of unclear, but it from the camera angles, it looks like he slightly veered to the right kind of into George. But I think I don't think Bodice was intending to crash or like, but I don't think he really got out of the way. And then the conditions of the track just made it like extremely dangerous. Yeah. I think Bodice said in his interview that he left enough space for two cars. Yeah. But and George said he didn't leave any space at all. Exactly. So um, I think George expected him to get out of the way and Bodice held and then they crashed and it was very dramatic, especially when George got out of the car. It was really funny. The first play, it literally looked like he went to make sure Bodice was okay. Right. And, like, patted him on the, the back. Yeah. And then the, the announcers were like, oh, good. George is going over to make sure Bodice is all right from the crash. And then and Bodice they flipped cut him back. off. Right. Bodice flipped him off and then George punched the halo of Bodice's car. <laughs> um, so but I also grumpy. think Stop over. Yes, they were both very angry. And I think given the conditions, um, if it were two other drivers who like were somewhat friendly or like neutral to each other, I think it's a very understandable situation and there wouldn't be any um personal attacks involved but i think the reason why it got so personal and heated is because george wants bodice's seat on mercedes and he's likely to get it yeah because bodice i mean bodice has fine performances but they're certainly not where he should be given that he's in a mercedes car but again the first car in mercedes is hamilton so but There's only so well you can do when the best driver is in the best car and you're constantly competing with them. But even so, like today, Bodice was like in P9, okay, P10. This was a terrible weekend for Bodice. Right. Like truly like, awful. He started in I, P10, I think, or P9. Yeah, like he just didn't do well in qualies or this race. And just generally, even not even just compared to Hamilton, but compared to the whole field, just is mediocre, like mid-tier, where he could, he should at least be top five. He he's actually, is. This was a very odd, he started in P8, but I think this okay. was an exceptionally bad weekend for him. I don't well, know why. I really hope so, but I would also love to see George, like, I'd love to take see his George. seat, because I think what we want for Bodice is as somewhere where he as, can like, shine. Yes. He needs to move teams and be the first driver for mm-hmm. a team that will invest in him and the car he wants. He deserves and open up that. His, yeah, he does. Cause he's not getting anything 
Well, I mean, I don't know. I, it doesn't look like he's getting anything from Mercedes because also in this race, Toto, I think like the one time he jumped in to talk to Bottas directly during the race, he was just like, come on. <laughs> like, that's not what you want to hear from your owner. No, but I think they also rely on Bottas to always like be behind Hamilton to help hold people back. So but he's don't like you think everyone can do that. What? Bodice, That's true. Bodice isn't unique in that way. <laughs> he can He's be replaced by George. Though. That might right. be the difference. He's been he there for so long. very reserved. Yeah. Maybe if uh, George became the second driver for Mercedes, he might start punching Hamilton's halo. <laughs> you couldn't punch Hamilton. No. He's too sweet. That would be... That would get George canceled. He'd be so canceled. Really canceled. Oh. <laughs> but... George also, he's the one who took Hamilton's spot when he had COVID. But what I think is really funny is that Hamilton's like 5'9", and George is like 6'3". He had to scrunch his legs. He was like, I feel like I'm in a bathtub. It was, yeah, he's a large man. Skinny boat, tall. Yeah. Well, that was the main drama, but it ended up actually helping Hamilton to have this because basically after George and Bodice's crash there was a ton of debris and so they had to do a full session stop to clean and then they did a hard restart which means no a soft because- one because mm-hmm. they entered after the safety cars if they did a oh, yeah, yeah, hard yeah. restart it'd be in their positions Yeah. Well, so the main thing though, with Lewis is because he, um, crashed into the wall and took time to back out and get back on the track. He was at the time the, um, session stopped, he was in P nine and was lapped. Yeah. I mean, cause like a lot of people were lapped. So yeah, every, like a lot of people were lapped and he was in P nine, but then when the session restarted, the lapped cars were unlapped. Yeah. Well, he went, that's, I don't know how, how did know, like they say, they said, so, you know, everyone start in their positions like in order, mm-hmm. but you don't have to, you don't have that lap Got around it. you. Which, oh. I don't know. Doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me because no, that's a doesn't. huge advantage for the lapped cars. Well, it was only an advantage for Hamilton really. Oh yeah. Everyone else was. <laughs> It was inconsequential, (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, that's, and apparently there's some contingent of people who say, although Lewis is obviously very skilled, um, he does get lucky a hundred percent, but I mean, all successful people and businesses are a combination of luck and skill. Yeah. You can't be one or the other, right? Like win the lottery. Like, arguably, all the F1 drivers are lucky. Because they're all, like, they're rich. tenths of sec- <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton worked his way up. Oh, yeah. Except for, like, three of them who are rags to riches. Everyone else yes. comes from, like, millionaires. Yeah. it was. There was a video of them talking about their first cars. And you can tell just by the first cars they all had who came from rags and riches and who did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I don't know it it always kind of sucks when 
there's like these sort of technicalities or like this, like rules and decisions that really affect the outcome of a race. But I, I mean, clearly from what happened after the restart, Lewis really showed he is skilled. Like he might've gotten a tiny lucky break, but from P9 to P2 was all him. All him. He did incredible. He really did. Proud. But Lando gave him a tough time. Yes. Lando. So after the restart, because I think at the restart, Lando might have been like, I don't know, P4 or 5, but definitely not like top three. And he just booked it at the restart and jumped to P2 and held that lead for a really long time. Like to the second to last lap almost. Yeah. When Hamilton finally squeezed through. Yeah, that was super impressive. And then Leclerc, after the restart, got into P3. So again, he held that for a while. Yeah, very consistent. And then Yuki and Kimmy. Um, They jumped up. Yeah. After the restart, Yuki went to 10th and Kimmy went to 8th. And then ended up finishing the race at 13th and 9th. So, I mean, I want to know more about Yuki. This is his second ever F1 race. So the fact that, I mean, 13th is not like generally good, but I think he did perform relatively well for like being such a rookie. Kimmy, like top 10, you know, is always like better than not, but. He's a veteran. He's, he's 40. Like, right. He's old and he's only slightly better than this baby. He's also not in the best car. I don't think Alfa Romeo is doing so hot. No, they um, have issues. Yes. But Kimmy is really funny to watch as a human yeah, being. He's very like stoic. Yes. It's very concise. It's a Finnish thing. I've learned Yes, because Bodis is also reserved. Yes, but Bodis seems slightly more emotional. Oh, yeah. You could see there's boiling anger inside. Yes, that he doesn't know how to process. <laughs> Besides going to the sauna and hoping it all <laughs> right. sweats out. But yeah, I think it's definitely a finished thing to be a little bit more mm, like serious. Yeah. And what's the word cryptic i guess yeah you never know exactly what they're thinking um but yeah hopefully we see a little bit more from them but i think they generally did fine today they did fine um and then oh yeah so in lap 39 that's where checo went too wide and spun out and so he dropped to p14 which again like I mean, I didn't even know he was in P4, so I was like, bye. <laughs> um, um, yes. Yeah, Checo did not so hot today. He did well yesterday and then s- struggled. It's But as a team, um, Checo and Max have better potential to score more points than Agreed. Hamilton and Bottas. At least based on like just the recent races 
Yes, but Max did so well today. Like, yeah, ridiculous. He was didn't he finish like 13 seconds ahead of everyone? Yeah, like he was far and away the lead. There is not like Hamilton was going for P2 because I mean, there's just no way to even go for P1 at that point. No. And um, McLaren was more focused on finishing in front of Ferrari rather than finishing P2. Um, Yes. And everyone seemed happy. Yeah. I love the battle for like placing third or even fourth. Fourth is good too, but third is like amazing. I I love how teams just settle. They're like P3 is all we're going to get or P4. Yeah. I mean, I think it is established that like, even though Red Bull is a lot more competitive this year, I think Hamilton slash Mercedes are heavily favored or at least slightly favored. I I think they're favored, but they have more competition this year. Yeah. Which is more fun for everyone. It is. I agree. Like Hamilton Um, actually seems gleeful that someone's next to him rather than like 10 seconds behind except if he has more days like today where he looked super stressed I'm not sure if he's gonna be as gleeful about his competition because I mean even though it was his mistake he must be affected by the fact that like Max so aggressively like went into the lead and like how he couldn't really catch up with him so I'm sure like part of the stress and like why he went so fast was probably because of the increased competition and like Cause usually he's cruising at the top. Well, he has to work harder. Right. So the more, the harder you work, the more opportunities for mistakes. Yeah. When you're like miles ahead of everyone. Right. It doesn't matter what you do. Exactly. But yeah. So Hamilton really steadily came back. He first um, did an overtake on Carlos and was in fourth and then on Leclerc to be third. And then, yeah, it was a really long battle for second between Hamilton and Lando. I didn't really understand what Lando's technical issues were other than I think vibration or something. No. So, okay. I, I don't know how cars work, but his knee pad was, was tapping something, which was making his car act weird. And he was complaining that his car was acting weird and they were like, move your knee. Don't touch it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He sounded frazzled. So unclear if it was like a true issue or if he was just like freaking out a little bit. It was probably both because he was also on super soft tires. Like, oh, yeah, they were at their end, I think. He couldn't stop, obviously, at that point. Right. Because it was also a super long pit lane. Right. So it was like. Yeah, seconds in and out. So he would have lost. But I think he was a little stressed. Yeah, it's Hamilton. Yeah, like when Hamilton's chasing you at like 200 miles per hour, I don't know how you could be expected to keep your shit together. I know. Not chill at all. I was right. And I wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, in the end, with only like a few laps left. Hamilton did an overtake on Lando and finished P2. And so the podium finishes for today were Max Verstappen by a lot in P1, then Hamilton and Lando. And 
Hamilton got the fastest lap, which got him a point overall um, or like an extra point. And then Lando won driver of the day because it really was a nice recovery for him. Yes, He did a lot. Hamilton also did a lot, but it's just so lovely to see Lando succeed. (laughs) Because like if Hamilton, so I get he had a setback and he started at P9. But if he didn't get ahead, like if he wasn't speedy enough to get ahead of people, then you would truly question like him and like his position, like on the leadership board. So it was like somewhat expected. It's like, yeah, obviously Hamilton's going to overtake some people. I do think it's surprising he got all the way to P2. Like I kind of expected at least P4 or three. But with Lando, it's like he's always hanging on by a thread. It feels like maybe because he just doesn't have the confidence or past results. So you're just like, you don't expect Lando to finish in the top three. And when he does, it's amazing. I know. And holding off Hamilton for so long was true. Yeah. It was great. And I thought it was really cute. They like high-fived after. And they were so nice to each other. So nice. Lando was just happy to be there. (laughs) <laughs> right lando was as excited as a child in an amusement park yeah like so just thrilled and then even max after the race was like friendly with lando and hamilton well, obviously he finished well he won, seconds ahead if he wasn't true, either but- of their positions he'd be grumpier he doesn't seem yeah. like a he seems like a sore loser yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what Max's personality is. I haven't seen him interact with a ton of people. He seems fun-ish, but very competitive, which makes it difficult to gauge when you're yeah. on the track. But in their like off-track videos, he's fun and playful. Okay, well, I'm glad they all seem like they're friends, or at least today. Um, yes. Okay. And the announcers were really emphasizing that because Hamilton and Lando are both British combined today with their podium finishes, they achieved the 700th British podium finish. Amazing. Go Brits. Cool. Good um, for them. <laughs> um, and then Hamilton, because of that extra point he gained from the fastest lap, he still leads the overall constructor standing and the point totals after today are Hamilton with 44, Max with 43 and Lando with 27. Lando, which I think the way those points are distributed are very accurately representing what the situation their, is. Their performance, yeah. It's like Ham and Max at the top by a lot. Yeah. Bye, everybody. And Lando, we hope the best for you, but I don't know. I have faith. I've invested yeah. in a bucket hat. He better. Yes. I mean, well. McLaren, McLaren needs to do, they need to win at least third or fourth in the championship because I really want to buy a sweatshirt or other apparel, but I don't want to represent a dying team. Are you going to wait to see how they do? What if well, you buy it? And then they do really bad next year. What are you going to do with your McLaren sweatshirt? You're right. Invest now. Invest now while they're hot. Yeah. (laughs) 
But we don't favor one team over the other. We love all teams equally. No, we don't love. Right. Or Alfa Romeo. Right. What about Williams? I mean, they're just whatever. I just love George. Yeah. I see so much potential. We want George to go to Mercedes. But I guess since does Mercedes own Williams? Yes. Sister. So we um, do love Williams by association. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anything Toto thinks is worth investing in, we support. Exactly. Long live Toto. Yes. And also today, Ferrari did very well. Very well. Charles finished fourth and Carlos fifth, which if you know anything about last season where their cars (laughs) were just breaking down or exploding, this is very, very good for them. Yes. But did they break any more rules? Building this car, only time will tell. Only Netflix will tell. <laughs> Look out for season four. Yeah. And that's the race. Any other closing thoughts or observations? Um, no, I'm just really happy this was our first race. And I Me too. can't wait till the next one. Where are we going next time? I think Portugal Woo. in two weekends. And also today I saw um, for the 2022 season, they just added Miami, Miami which is kind of close to us or it's close to me. It's closer than Portugal. <laughs> it's closer than Europe. Yeah. Much rather be in Portugal, but I'll take Miami. Yeah. So hopefully we can go to Miami next year. Yes. We'll be there. Yes. All right. All righty. Well, see you soon. Talk to you later. Fox, Fox. Fox, Fox.